Welcome back, everybody. I have been wanting to talk to Alex for uh, a, quite, a, quite a long time. I think uh, both of us started our channels around the same time. We're going to double check on that in a few minutes. And uh, I've been enjoying his, and uh, I think he's having so much fun doing it. And it's such a great value for people uh, that I really wanted to talk to him. So welcome to the show, uh, actor, director, uh, songwriter, dancer, uh, a YouTuber. We're, we're going to talk about all of those things, uh, Alex Perez. Welcome. Uh, thank you, Alan. It's such a joy to finally be together with you, which is really, really great. And uh, we've been chatting for for quite a while, and uh, and it's just nice to be here and and to share and to uh, merge the forces, as they say, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. When when did you officially launch yours? Mine was May twentieth. When did you go up with yours? Uh, I think, well, I think we did like a pre-launch kind of thing for the Actors Channel on in April. And, um, but it was, it, for about a month, it was just more about figuring out what to do with it. Uh, I, I think I only posted a teaser uh, and I ran that for a month and, a, and, and two months. And I think I, think I purposefully did that just to, just to create a deadline for myself because now it was like, oh, okay, well, it's, it's, it's picking up. So I guess I gotta do something. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I gotta post a video. I guess that's what we do in these kinds of things, right? Post videos? I think so, I think so. <laughs> so well, I think uh, I did it to push me, to just light a fire uh, underneath my uh, quarantine booty. <laughs> yeah. No, that's 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 perfect. And uh, by the way, if it you know, click below. Make sure that you go subscribe and uh, watch all the wonderful content that Alex is creating for you. It's a great, great resource. I really like it. I don't ever lie to people uh, about this uh, kind of stuff. Although that's an interesting <laughs> question. Do I ever lie to people in general? I try not to. So I'm I'm usually a very honest uh, and uh, forthcoming person. So I actually really like Alex's channel. Please go subscribe there. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's great because uh, I again, both of us are coming from the perspective of uh, what can we do during these COVID times that actually will help other people and uh, mm -hmm. take their minds a little bit away from uh, all the you know craziness that's happening outside but also take that time when we as actors are not working and what can we do in order to get better. And uh, both of us want to give back and to offer something and you're doing it your way, I'm doing it my way. I hope it, you know, whatever we're doing helps somebody. And uh, that's, that's my intention. That's why I'm having fun with it. But looking at what you're doing and looking at your channel and just how much fun you seem to be, at least on camera, you seem to be having it. It's, I think it's contagious. Uh, what, what has been the reception so far? Because I know I'm laughing and I'm uh, getting something out of it when I'm watching it. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. Uh, yeah, no, I, you know, this was the thing that I've actually had planned for many, many years. It was something that I've always had in, in the back burner to do. I wanted, a, I wanted to create an outlet where I wanted to combine my experience as an arts educator for so many years as well as a director choreographer as a casting director as an actor and it was just a matter of how, what do i do how do i do it what what kind of a format i want to create and i wanted to create a fun format for all levels of actors so you know i think predominantly it does target the 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 young actor the high school the college actor but 
young actors come in all ages, I always say, uh, because there are people who want to just start acting when they're in their 30s or 40s or even their 70s and 80s, and they just don't know how to align themselves or how to get on that road. And I felt like I want to do something for that person, and I want to do something for that kind of person, and still also create something for the, um, the professional who can always tap back in and just get a little aha moment or maybe just some refreshers, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so I wanted to create something that was audio and visual and whimsical that can still uh, be of contribution to, in a positive light with a lot of joy, but mm -hmm. also uh, fun. Because I think there's, there's, you know, we, we tend to forget that um, acting should be fun. <laughs> And and not and not be so um, so uh, theoretically dramatic all the time. And so, I wanted to. I loved variety shows. I, I grew up watching a lot of skit comedy. I, I grew up, of course, loving things like Sesame Street and SNL and things that were educational but also uh, short and quick and fun and teaches you something at the end. And uh, all of those kind of influences is what what really started this whole thing. I, I never I never saw anything that was kind of like you know Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood meets Pee Wee's Playhouse, but yeah. for actors <laughs> and and for entertainers. And so I this it was like sort of the perfect fusion that um, you know everything started happening in the world in March and things started closing down. And I said. Oh, this this is the time. This is this is the time to actually focus and funnel on it. But but it, it has been years. It's been it's been years in the making, and finally, it's just nice to uh, get it out there in the world. So, no, it's it's awesome, and uh, you know, speaks to a lot of the differences between what you and I are doing. Because uh, while I think it's uplifting and whimsical. Yours are much shorter. Uh, mine are much longer conversations. Yeah, I was inspired by James Lipton. So uh, you know, these are these are the conversations that I'm having that take uh, sometimes hours, and Absolutely. I enjoy the heck out of it. So I'm just hoping some people will you know stay and watch uh, all of it and get all of the information from it. But um, it's it's great that that you're doing it in such a way because again. Uh, during a lot of the stuff that's happening right now, uh, to get something whimsical that combines uh, that combines joy and information that's useful is something that's uh, that's kind of doubly important at this time. And mm -hmm. I, I, when you talk about that, you know, you're making it for actors who are you know kind of earlier on in their careers. Uh, there are a lot of uh, people that I've spoken to over the last three months that have graduated. I'm not going to name the programs because I don't want to put them in the wrong light, but you know who you are. Uh, <laughs> you are exceptionally well-known programs for which people spend years and uh, tens of thousands of dollars, and they don't even tell them what a mark is. They don't even tell them anything about auditioning. They don't prepare oh. them for the life of an actor other, uh, uh, unless all you're doing is just going and you're in theater. So kind of we're going to teach you how to be an actor but we're not gonna teach you how to get a job at being an actor and actually have a living at being an actor. And Eve Gordon, who is, uh, who's wonderful, who's been in a, everything that uh, you know, I've seen for the last 20 some years, 
uh, her very first experience on her very first movie with Robin Williams, they asked her to go and uh, hit the mark. And she asked them literally, what is the mark? And they <laughs> laughed because they thought she was just funny. And uh, she felt, uh, you know, like, I'm not going to say how she felt at that moment, but I, I would feel like an idiot because I go to this incredible school that she went to and they didn't even teach me what a mark is. Really, I have to be focused on how I can actually do my job as an actor in my very first movie with Robin Williams. And you didn't teach me any of the technical stuff. That shouldn't be entering my mind right now. I should be focusing on something else. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you're doing this because it's not just for the up-and-comers. It, unfortunately, and thankfully for, uh, for you being there, it's also for the people who are in these great programs that just don't teach this stuff for whatever unknown reason to me. Yeah, and I, I myself was was pretty much a school jumper. I, I did jump around to a lot of different universities and, and colleges, and I, I studied from here and there, and I did some conservatories and summer programs. And what I did notice was that common thread that, you know, it was like, well, you know, I there's nothing here related to the business whatsoever. And there's never anyone there to tell you all the things and all the tools that you need to survive as an actor let alone, I mean, I would have loved to even have a, a class on doing my taxes, <laughs> you know, just simple things like that. And not that we'll probably ever cover that in our show, maybe. <laughs> that certainly could be whimsical. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But I think, but I think it's important to, you know, also understand that there's a whole, a whole other luggage full of tools that we can definitely use as actors and if you if if you go through my my uh, episodes even though the main concentration is always on a specific topic whether it be headshots or whether it be you know walking into a room or whatever it is there's still going to be a smorgasbord of other topics embedded in the episode so that way you get a little bit of an overall uh, worldview and a perspective that that can add to something else. And uh, that's why it's important to sort of, you know, uh, watch them. Sometimes it's, it's good to watch different ones that are, um, because you'll, you'll find the common thread and a connection through, through all of them, through their characters or, or through the segments that we're doing. Yeah, and uh, again, it's like that information is so useful. Um, I, graduate I, I didn't go to any any theater programs so when i you know i was already working uh, not as an actor i was working in an it and the hr field and i was just taking classes and thankfully i was taking uh, auditioning class i was taking uh, you know a uh, this workshop or a commercial workshop or uh, i actually did all of the business aspect before i got into any acting aspect which was yeah. also incorrect because uh, I felt like I knew what I was doing, but I really didn't until yeah. I really started kind of getting into the fundamentals of the acting part. But what I find, again, you know, frustrating for me as an observer is in the acting schools, in these famed acting schools, they always love to start out with this funny ha-ha thing of <laughs> look to your right. You know, only one of you is actually going to be in this business. Well, screw you, but tell why that's happening. It's not just because of your talent. And it's right. because you're not freaking teaching them how to be in the business and actually yeah. make a living. It's just so ridiculous to me. Yeah, well, a lot of it too is very ego-driven, I'm sure. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and it's it's just, just a moment. It, it, you know, it's unfortunate that uh, a lot of schools, uh, you know, don't 
teach the the basic 101s and so i i thought it was fun to to do that here and you do that with your show too i mean you uh especially with a lot of the topics that you cover and and as your interviews go on and on uh mm -hmm. as it gets deeper into the surface it's always nice to hear those conversations on your show because it's all the stuff that you would never get in a classroom so it's it's kind of nice Thank you, uh, and that's that's kind of the point. Uh, you know, both of us are trying to make sure that the reality of what is a world like. You know, my first experience of being on set, I heard camera. Okay, I understood that part. Uh, I was waiting for the action, and the action came much later. Then I heard something about speeding. I'm like, what's speeding? Who's speeding? Is this something that? <laughs> what am I supposed to be doing with this? Like, you know, it's it's hard enough to be on set as is. Uh, and that you know, these are the questions that I want to ask. How do you stay in character? Take after take after take after take after take. You know, if you're using a specific method to tap, tap into an emotion, does that emotion continue to come for you? Take after take after take because it didn't for me. And I tried this and I tried this. What works for you? Like all of these questions. That's what's uh, important. Plus the reality of what is the life like. So uh, my hope uh, in reality is that. People look at my show, they look at your show, and they get uh, all of this information that can be useful to them, and they can enjoy it, and they can become better actors and better prepared for the world that's out there. And then the world would be complete. Yes, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> we, we take your whimsy and my seriousness, and hopefully, you know, they can be out of both. Um, Absolutely. So how long does it take for you to kind of, uh, you know, put together a script? Because you have all sorts of characters that uh, that you're doing it. How long does it take for you to put together an episode? And uh, what's the process like? Uh, for me, um, sometimes the characters come very quickly and sometimes they, they take time. I, sometimes I base them off of family members or sometimes I base them off of uh, people that I've worked with on set. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, a, a lot of these characters, um, they're people that I talk to on my, on a normal basis on my own, <laughs> by myself. Um, but I, I feel like, uh, you know, everything happens in blocks and chunks. Uh, the show is devised in segments, so there's always the main lesson, which we, we focus on. And then there's the bits and the skits. And uh, and then, of course, you know, we have like words of wisdom, which which you know I, we like to do and uh an actor quest which is just a, a question to pose to an actor for the day um to cover for that week so all of that kind of stuff um in a, in a nutshell can easily take about two to three months to shoot mm -hmm. simply because it's it's just a pro it's, it's just a process um i never will ever 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 want to feel rushed with any of the of the process but I also know that there's a timeline to follow and there's a schedule to meet. So sometimes the schedule and the deadline inspires me to write very quickly. And sometimes uh, there are characters that I've had that, that I've been sitting on for a while that I'm like, oh, this would be good for this. Um, I have characters in my head for, you know, uh, season three, you know, season four, maybe, but sometimes they just don't work right with whatever we're talking about in the topic. Um, yeah. upcom upcoming up on season two, um, all the characters are brand new. 
So I don't I don't revisit anything from season one. Sorry if anybody is looking towards seeing anything, <laughs> but uh, but you know they're new ones, and uh, it's a whole plethora of of new opportunities to sort of help those personalities shine. And uh, some I felt didn't wouldn't work right for season two, so I'm saving them for the next one. And that's gotcha. just sort of the vibe. Nice. So it's it's more of the uh... Uh, oh my God! Now the name escapes me. It's more of the true detective rather than the wire uh, kind of approach to. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you know. And and the the funny thing is, like right now, I'm I'm, you know, season all of season two is done. Uh, pretty much everything's in in the canon done. And uh, once we launch uh, season two in September, that's when I start getting to work on on season three. So at least it's giving me a nice, and it's ten episodes per season. So yeah. At, at least it gives me a good two and a half months of working on the next thing. So that's where we're at. <laughs> Very cool. Well, again, I, I applaud you for doing it and for putting so much uh, effort into it. Uh, it's definitely a very enjoyable and useful product uh, when you're done with it. So that's that's great. Um, Thank you. One, one thing just to, again, uh, you know, show the reality of this. Uh, of course, you have uh, sponsors. Uh, you're getting paid. What you don't have to say the exact amount, but you're in the six figures uh, for doing these seasons, of course. Uh, and uh, they're going to be airing. <laughs> right? yeah. uh, okay. So it's it's all you, right? Uh, it's all coming out of your pocket, uh, and you're doing this out of your own time, uh, out of the goodness of your own heart, because you're trying to share. That's that's the reality, right? Absolutely. I have no one. Uh... No one is forcing me, and no one is paying me. <laughs> and and your um, crew is of one. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yep. Um, I do have some some help with you know people uh, you know friends who advise. Uh, uh, you know, I always like to test out a character or test something out and be like, what do you, what do you think? And I like to get certain feedback from trusted friends. Um, and, 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 but yes, it's, everything is, uh, directing, producing, uh, shooting, editing. That's yeah. the fun one. That's the fun one. But, uh, you know, as actors and as performers, we have to be all that. And, and we have to understand that in, if we want a career in this industry, a really good career, we need to be hands-on in every single aspect. If, if you're not understanding what it is to judge what a resume should be like for you or what your, or what your headshot should look like or what your real, you know, I see, I know a lot of actors who just leave, leave the work to someone else to do. And that's great if you don't feel that you are technically advanced, but I would say, and I would recommend learn how to edit, learn how to do a reel, learn how to edit pictures, learn how to do all these things that you're going to need when you start to realize that it is about 20% talent and 80% marketing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, if, and if you're not hands-on on the marketing aspect or the creativity aspect of putting yourself out there, um, then get working, get working on it because that that is a good part of it and uh and again going back to you know college doesn't teach you 101 marketing for actors 
and uh, and I feel that it's it's something that's really important to 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 understand that in this industry and this ever changing industry, um, we always have to be on top of it. Just the same way that we, you know, as actors, you know, when when in the '80s and '90s, when black and white headshots were the thing, and then it certainly turned to color, people were freaking out. And it's like, how could you, what color shots? We can't, we're not gonna do color shots. It doesn't bring out the, the true raw essence of you in black and white. How could, how could that be, you know? Uh, and sure enough, um, you know, things change and time changes. And it's, it's the same thing with what we're going through right now in, in this industry. Um, how, I can't, I mean, I wonder what the percentage of is of actors who, had had to actually run and go get a uh, self tape kit because they didn't have one before this this pandemic, hmm. you know. And and the numbers of, of actors who had to understand what a ring light was or <laughs> or things like that. And 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 there's probably people watching now going, "What's a what's a ring light? Well, what do I need? What do I need to get my hands on?" You know. There's, and, there's a ring light yeah. right. There. Yep. There, there you go. go. Yes. There you go. Lines, right there. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> nothing more than just sitting in my office uh, with something on my wall. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's not that difficult. No, and, and, and not and expensive I, by the way either. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think people people have to understand that if you really want to survive in this industry, you have to be on top of all of the technological stuff and be, and, and really understand what it is to always learn to adapt and always change and always grow. Um, because if, you know, it's the big, the big rule is always, you know, the, the minute you stop asking questions or the second you stop adapting, you're, you're done. Your, yep. your career is done. Um, so I've, I've always learned that and I've always known that for, for many years. And I, I just felt that, uh, by doing this channel, it was going to be a chance to allow, uh, people who are in the dark about all of this, uh, get, give them a little bit of sense of hope and understand that, you know, just because the world stops for a little while, doesn't mean that you have to stop, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, you know what hasn't changed about our headshots, even though we went from you know uh, black and white to color, they're still eight by ten. I have no idea why. Right, right, right. <laughs> why? You know, you're forcing, and for the most part, actors don't make money. Actors are are beautiful, incredible, artistic souls, and most of them don't make enough money uh, that you know to live on. Uh, you're asking actors to pay hundreds of dollars in order to get their headshots on an eight by 10 uh, paper. And then you have to change that all the time. Why not just change that to eight and a half by 11? You know, can we please as an industry kind of advance? We're already in digital. We're already, well, sorry. I, I, I think that's intentional though. I think they just want to give the scissor companies some business. So when you have to cut your resume, on, yeah. on the top and paste it on the back of your headshot, you have something to, <laughs> to work it's, on. <laughs> silly, right? And these are, these are the little things that uh, I'm being, being that I, I didn't grow uh, grow up uh, as an actor, uh, I acted as a child and then I had a career as an IT and HR guy. You know, my mind is in the corporate and this inefficiency kind of, I'm looking at our, at our business 
and I see so many inefficiencies uh, and inadequacies that I really want to fix and I can't do anything about. It drives me <laughs> nuts. <laughs> so the other thing that uh, that you mentioned that I actually want to come back to, uh, you said it's 20% talent and 80% marketing. Uh, I'm going to be Yogi Berra and I'm going to add some more percentages over 100, but a lot of it is relationships. So it's it's kind of the the group of people that you form relationships with, not uh, not because you're trying to again there is these misconceptions that you have to sleep with somebody in the business in order to make it in the business. That's not true. It certainly mm -hmm. hasn't been for me. Uh, not that <laughs> I would appreciate that uh, sentiment in in general, but uh, it's the people who you go to classes with. It's the people who you work with. It's the people who you kind of grow through this business with. And they continue. Look at Adam Sandler and all the same people he uses in his movies. Look at uh, uh, look at Seth Rogen and all of the same group of people he works with. Uh, look at Quentin Tarantino, all the same group of people he works with. That's that's how it's done. You have to establish relationships with people on a genuine basis. And then if there is a connection, that connection will uh, allow all of you to grow together. Yeah, and I think that uh, that's why I, I'm all a big proponent of going to college or going to school to study because that's that's really where you're going to find your common ground with people. And everyone that you just mentioned there uh, have all we're all most of them college buddies or um, or you know it's their own little film fraternities that they create, you know, and uh, and it's it just starts from there. So uh, it's 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 really interesting to see how that evolves and of course when one of them gets their foot in the door they help everybody else you know with with that yeah and i love that about our business and, and mm -hmm. that's that's such such a kind of a heartwarming part to me is because i've seen people in the business and again i'm at i'm at this level right so it's not like i'm a series regular or even a guest star anywhere uh, but the people that i've seen that are at my level or just above my level are nice genuine people who are all trying to uh to be in this for the right reasons uh mm -hmm. i've seen a few who are not and then they fall out very quickly but for the most part it's it's good people and you want to help each other out uh i, I take such great pleasure in uh, somebody calling me and saying hey we have uh, we have a project i cannot do it for whatever reason the second thing immediately out of my mouth is i know somebody who could be good for you and I take as much joy in them getting a job as in me getting a job. And Absolutely. That's what it's about. Absolutely. And I and I've done that many times too where I you know uh sometimes uh I would be booked on another job and I wouldn't be able to do it and and uh they would come up to me and ask me who you know who can we use and right away I go to my immediate friends that I know would be handle the job and and that I can entrust and that I can feel really good recommending, you know, which is which is really nice. Uh, so it's always it's always important to build those relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned Saturday Night Live, which uh, which I found uh, interesting because again, you know, I came here as a 14 year old kid, so I really kind of didn't start uh, to get into Saturday Night Live until much later. Uh, but you grew up watching it. You were a New Yorker, a New, New York, New Jersey guy. You grew up watching it, and then you spent uh, quite a few years on Saturday Night Live. Let's talk about that and kind of transition into your career and your background of all the stuff that you have done. So yeah. how did you get on SNL, and uh, how did that take off for you? Um, I've, well, I've been there 
13 years now uh, as a player. Um, so anytime you see any uh, any skit with groups involved, uh, we rehearse throughout the week. Uh, sometimes they'll have rehearsals. Well, Monday is their writing day, so they're they're privately writing and building. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday is when they start to decide what skits are going to go in, and that's when the set designers start to build everything, costume and wardrobe start to create around it. And then, then they bring us in, and we come into rehearsals for the most part Thursdays or Fridays, uh, mm. or both days. Uh, sometimes earlier in the week, uh, the pre-taped the pre-taped stuff usually happens uh, Wednesday, Thursday. Sometimes late Friday night, uh, all the way into four or five in the morning. I have no idea how they can work into five in the morning on a Saturday and still rest, I think, for a little bit and then have to be back in the studio by one o'clock in the afternoon to have another set of rehearsals all day long uh, to then go live. Um, but it's, it's for me, it's the utmost institution of, of, of all institutions. Um, I think uh, being an observer over the last 13 years there has taught me so much. Um, it's definitely a strong influence in my show, uh, for sure. Yeah. But it's uh, something that I've loved to do when I was a kid. I, uh, not to date myself, but I've, I've been alive just as long as the show has been a lot around. So mm -hmm. I remember being six, seven, eight years old and, and just waiting to, you know, sneaking downstairs to the one television we used to have in the house. And, and, and while everybody was asleep on Saturday nights, I would sneak downstairs and just, you know, watch, you know, uh, Belushi and, and Ackroyd and, and Gilda Radner and all these wonderful people and, and remember just emulating them and then copying what they would do throughout the rest of the week. And yep. any little char characters or nuances that I learned that you know that Saturday night, I would spend bothering my whole family uh, <laughs> Monday through Friday with all these new characters that I've created until the next Saturday when I got a whole you know slew of new characters. So that was my, that was me growing up, um, and to be able to finally get on that show, um, I still get chills walking into that studio after 13 years later because there's so much history and so many people who have. Um, in, done incredible things, memorable things, historical uh, moments in television history that have happened all in this little, in this little, little, little teeny, teeny studio. Yeah. And uh, I always get, I always get, you know, the the hairs on my uh, on my arms always stand when I when I'm in that room. I I never take it for granted, and uh, I completely appreciative and grateful for for being there for 13 seasons so it's 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 neat and it's also neat to be a part of that world the 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 player background world in that show because um it's it's just really cool to sort of half of the time you're there you're kind of a fly on the wall watching the magic happen but for yeah. me it's school it's free school you know, um, and I get paid for it, which is, <laughs> which is great too, you know? Uh, and so for me, it's just, uh, it's just a joy. And I, I do not ever, ever, uh, take a moment there for granted. I, I love it there. I absolutely love it there. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. I've had a chance to visit the studio twice. 
Um, you know, again, coming from Chicago, anytime we go to New York, it's, yeah, I need to visit 30 Rock. I need to take the, the NBC studio tour. And um, it's the first time kind of walking through that. And of course, we didn't get to be on stage because they don't do that. You're kind of just looking from uh, from afar and then you get to uh, to go inside and kind of see, uh, sit on the, you know, second or third row, uh, third level. And just watching that. And the first time I was there, by the way, we didn't even get to enter the studio because they had everything closed because the rehearsals were going on and Tina Fey was there. And I just, uh, you know, finished Second City at that time. And I went, you know, complete fanboy uh, uh, loopy. I see, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking and there's this, you know, glass window and I'm looking and I see Tina Fey and I started jumping. I was like, Tina, hi, Tina. And then Tina sees me and she's like, <laughs> yeah. It's just, I'm thinking, come on, Second City, Tina, you were there. You know, Steve was there. I was right there on Second in Second City, and now I see where you are. So I went complete uh, ballistic. And then the second time, thankfully, uh, we had a chance to go inside. The amount of lights uh, that are all about that place is staggering. I don't know <laughs> how many thousands of lights there are. It's just yeah. it's amazing atmosphere. I, I I can't believe that you get a chance to uh, to do that because me just being there uh, on the outside in a way is you know making making my hairs go up. I can't understand what it would be like to be there in person. Well, and also to just respect that process of of what it is to create those skits. And um, you know, I don't. I think a lot of people really don't don't understand that this is live it's live skit comedy that is mm -hmm. consistently changing all the way up to Saturday 11 o'clock um, there are skits that are shortened and changed things that are done on the spot um, costumes wigs wardrobe that are changed last minute before going on live and you have to be completely ready for the storm that's coming your way and not only are you performing for this live audience in front of you, but for the, the world, for millions and millions of viewers. And mm -hmm. the pressure is intense and the pressure is is incredibly uh, intense. And, and uh, just to watch everybody as busy bees backstage with, with set design or, or the technical aspects, the camera aspects, the lighting aspects, it's it's pretty brilliant to just be there and and see all of that happening and uh and like i said it's school it's just free schooling it's it's just pretty pretty amazing it's awesome and then you you know you take one of uh, one of your dreams and then you take another of, of your dreams of being associated with theater and dance and broadway and you mm -hmm. get a chance to do that too and also yeah. choreograph uh you know the people that are on there you yeah. know, you're living all sorts of uh, childhood and actor dreams. I love that. Mm -hmm. So what's mm -hmm. how did the path to uh, to Broadway kind of uh, originate? Um, I, I was involved in a lot of musical theater growing up uh, in my community. And I did a lot. I, I primarily came from the theater. <laughs> and <laughs> before going into film and television, I definitely have strong theater roots. So uh, I was doing a lot of uh, auditioning and off-Broadway shows when I was a kid growing up. Um, by the time I was 17, I was choreographing uh, off-Broadway theater, um, choreographing for dance groups. Uh, I got involved with, uh, with MTV when they used to uh, 
you know, show music videos. Uh, I got involved with a lot of the casting process of um, doing uh, music videos and dancing for, uh, backup dancing for a lot of artists of the time. Uh, so all of that kind of like, you know, rolled into this ball of, of performing and choreography and people were relying on me to, to help with little bits here and there and work on tours and work on music videos. And that's just how it all started. And then sure enough, I started really getting a nice bulky resume by the time I was in my twenties. And um, yeah. And, and so I, I got into choreography and directing and, and, mm. and casting and it was, it's, it all kind of helped each other out. Yeah. And how, again, I, I, I've spoken to a number of people who are, uh, you know, Broadway folks, and I feel terrible for them because, you know, now Broadway is not going to be on until maybe January. I, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. How, it's, it's a, I think it's a big maybe. Yeah. How, how are people that you know from that world uh, handling it and what are they doing with their time? Um, well, a lot, a good chunk of my friends, New York City friends, are no longer New York City residents. Uh, they all, a lot of them have moved back to their original uh, states or homes for now. Um, uh, you know, New York City is, a, is going through a very interesting uh, change right now. And, uh, you know, I feel, I feel like there's, at this moment, everyone is on the sitting on you know pins and needles right now trying to figure out what the next step is going to be film and tv production has slowly started to open up um i've i've had a couple of auditions for some um guest spots you know work on television shows already which is okay but i'm personally deathly afraid of walking onto a set personally um i you know, just just because that's just, I think part of the the thing um, that comes with everything. And yep. uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems it seems it's interesting because even the castings that I have seen and 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 a couple of 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 agents have have contacted me for some work. They've all said, you know, are you in New York? <laughs> that's the first the first question yeah. is. Are you in New York? Because uh, it seems like no one else is. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I'll, uh, I'm here. Uh, I'll take someone's, someone's job. <laughs> but that's what it feels like sometimes. You know, it feels like uh, the New York City right now is very um, quiet and it's very um, empty, and uh, we're just trying to find hope and trying to find a way to sort of move along and and go with the changes that are happening. So. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely different from the New York City that I know that I've visited many times. But uh, hopefully, as as things start to kind of uh, come down and uh, you know we get to a point where you know we return to some level of normalcy. But yeah, mm -hmm. I, I I need Broadway to be back. Uh, I grew up on musicals. Musicals are my happy place. I can't have yeah. New York without musicals. That's that's just not okay by me. Yeah. Um, in terms of acting gigs, you know, same thing in Chicago. Things are starting to slowly open up. Uh, and the here's another, by the way, reality of the acting business. You get an acting gig. It's a paid acting gig, right? So I get one. I go uh, to uh, you know south side of Chicago. I drive for an hour and whatever, 20 minutes. Uh, mm -hmm. I do the acting gig. It's great. I'm happy. You know, we're wearing masks uh, unless we're shooting. Everything's okay. You wash your hands. You be careful. 
you drive back. I'm very excited. I'm happy. Then I realized that on the way I punctured a tire. So now I have to, you know, I that paid big. Uh, I I get paid whatever, and I spend <laughs> ten times more uh, replacing the tires and doing all of the fixing. So there you go. That's that's acting life for you. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, in terms of uh, in terms of New York, what I hear now is uh, there was a there was an audition that I just did for uh, for Connecticut, and there the first thing is okay, you know we're shooting around this time is going to be done at uh, you know this location. If you're from these 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 states, you have to be here 14 days in advance. If you're from these states, you don't have to. Thankfully for us, you know, knock on wood, and holding uh, you know fingers crossed. Illinois is not on that list, so technically I wouldn't have to wait if I have to travel there. But just the thought of getting on a plane to go somewhere, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure that uh, that I'm okay with that. So everything is just really weird right now. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, finding ways to keep busy and staying creative. And, and, and hopefully, you know, uh, we will... We will uh, rise a lot sooner than than expected, hopefully. So I hope so. And in the meantime, you and I have our shows to do, and that's uh, that's what we're going to be uh, playing with. So uh, we're 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 good from that perspective. Uh, <laughs> very cool. All right. So I I want to go back to your show for for a second before we move on to another topic. Um, sure. In in some of your characters, uh, you know, you have your uh, natural beard. Some of the characters you can't have a beard. So my question is, are you doing the, uh, I'm assuming you don't have the budget that uh, Avengers have with uh, <laughs> hiding the beard. So do you shave for those episodes and then you grow it back or do you apply a lot of makeup and uh, hope uh, it works? No, absolutely. Uh, I, uh, I shoot back, I shoot, I guess, reverse. So <laughs> everything that, that I can get away with keeping, keeping this guy, uh, I'll shoot, and then the final, you know, characters that I know that I won't, I'll shave for, and I'll do that. Luckily, though, I managed this upcoming season too. I've managed to work around the beard in a lot of really interesting, fun ways. So, I see now you're gonna watch. Now you're gonna watch for <laughs> episodes. Like, okay, how did he work? How did he work around the beard? The Chris Evans is the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, okay, well, you know, he's using some sort of prosthetic when he's Captain America. And he he said he's not going to shave his beard, so I wonder what Alex is doing. So that was the first. <laughs> very yeah. cool. Right. One, um, one day, maybe one day we'll have a budget to hire Chris Evans' team, makeup team, and see what happens. Hey, <laughs> it's uh, again, you know, knock on wood, and keeping my fingers crossed for you, and uh, <laughs> Um, let's jump into other things that uh, that you do because again, you've been on TV. Uh, you've been in one of my favorite shows ever, which of course I'm always late to the party. So uh, I started watching Kimmy Schmitz, um, it really about two months ago. That's that's when I started watching. I can't believe myself because it's such a ridiculously amazing show, and I understand all of the reasons why I love it. I can't believe that I just wasted you know a couple of years. Uh, and didn't start watching it earlier. But See, this, is why this is why Tina Fey ignored you that one time. <laughs> oh, Tina, you were absolutely correct. I, I have to stand by that. So, um, what's, I mean, I am laughing hysterically when I'm watching the show uh, as, as, the, as, as an observer. Then there is a part of me that's the writer 
that I am snickering at all of the fun bits that they got a chance to play with because it's awesome. And they can do meta and they can do a lot of these little things that I just enjoy so much. How much fun is it actually being on the set? Um, it's another extension of SNL. I know? think so. Um, it, I think, and I think, you know, Tina, I probably, Tina learned so much on the set of SNL that she basically, I, I would assume that she took what she learned from that model and brought it into her own show. Um, and I think uh, a lot of the trust that happens in that show is actors are allowed to play, which is so nice. Um, and they're given the freedom to play. And I would notice on many, many takes, uh, every single take that, you know, whether it was Titus or, or, uh, or you know, or L uh, or, or any of them, actually, um, they always did something completely different from what they did past where yeah. in other situations where i've no you know you can you go to work and you see you try and just nail like how to do that line delivery and you just drill over and over again yeah. uh, on this set it was very different because it's always about just okay let's just throw it out the door and do something else you know and that's always admirable that's always fun bad for the editor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they have a great editing team so that's that you know that that's a testament to the editors um and then you know uh, i fell into it at the start of uh, season two and i mm -hmm. actually worked on it for three seasons um i am something very interesting in that show that i think a lot of people don't you know realize that is takes a lot of work but coming from um the choreography theater background that I had, um, I was actually, I'm, I got hired on that show to do all, uh, most of the uh, animated puppets that are in the show. That's awesome. Um, I am uh, in one episode uh, with Jeff Goldblum. He has a talk show uh, and yep. he has this, the one character is, uh, deathly afraid of of whales killer yep. whales i am the giant killer whale that comes in and chases after her on the talk show um in another episode there's a halloween episode where the a giant red fuzzy monster walks in on titus and and uh in the break room of of the 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 jekyll and hyde restaurant that he works in mm. i am the giant fuzzy red monster um in the easter episode uh i am the giant bunny that's standing in the middle of this fight that's happening and and they're handing out Fabergé easter eggs and and i'm i'm the giant bunny uh, so i've i've had the joy of playing all these rando stuffed animal you know furry animals and tina uh, her brain's wacky but i think the ongoing joke that they have in the show is they always wanted um some sort of like live, uh, you know, animal, some sort of animal in every episode or some sort of person in a suit. So there's the robot, you know, the robots always oh, you know, yeah. going around everywhere. Um, but yeah, I've had the joy to like be all these different things and work with all these incredible directors, um, <laughs> but with my face. I know. I know, which is which is really fun, actually. And let me tell you, it's there's nothing more joyous than having to go to work with a pair of sweatpants and a t-shirt, not have to worry about makeup, not have to worry about you know any of how you look, 
and just yep. using your, your body and your physical, you know, your physical comedy uh, as a way to sort of just help tell the story. And uh, I, I'm always indebted to that show. And I've, we were, a lot of us were just completely crushed when it was all over. And, uh, and it, it's just a, it was a joy to, to work on. So. I know, and uh, I, I was so impressed again. You know, like how many shows can we watch at one time, right? You can you can be doing so much. So I, you know, I knew Ellie from uh, uh, from the previous uh, kind of uh, incarnations in the office, and yeah. um, I I didn't realize just how great she is. I didn't realize just how strong of an actress uh, she is, and mm -hmm. how much range uh, she has at her disposal. You know, that's one of the first things that kind of blew me away watching the first couple of episodes of, of the show. I'm like, wow, okay, yeah. I see it. And I didn't even realize that uh, that Tina, it's, it's kind of Tina's uh, brainchild. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize it until later. And then everything kind of started making sense with the 30 Rock connections and the, all of that. So it's just a really, really excellent show. I'm, uh, I'm still not done with it. So I, I still have, I think, a season to go. Uh, I still okay. haven't gotten to, uh, to Daniel, uh, Daniel's character, who I'm really looking forward to seeing. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll cry in a couple of months when, uh, when I, finish, <laughs> I don't have anything else there. So but, I think what I learned the most about that one is uh, quiet subtleties. That is something that is, was something beautiful to learn from that show, quiet subtleties. Um, you know, you're thinking comedy, you're thinking that it needs to be big, that it needs to be like, ah, and, uh, and, and truthfully, it was all about just being quiet and enjoying those moments, which is great. I love that. I wrote that down. I'm thinking about that as the name of, uh, of this, uh, of this episode, although I'm not sure <laughs> that ties into everything else that we're talking about, but I'm definitely going to use it somewhere. Quiet subtleties. <laughs> quiet subtleties. Absolutely. And then uh, jumping into other stuff that you were doing, because I saw you in a bunch of commercials. Uh, again, I watched your reel in, in prep for this. And you're, again, you're having so much fun and you're combining your dancing with your singing, with, uh, with the physical comedy, and you're doing a lot of the commercials. I thought you were awesome and completely natural in all of those spots. And I really like it. Yeah. How, how is your kind of commercial work uh, uh, doing? Because... Uh, again, I, I thought it was excellent. Uh, I think that I think truthfully, I think it's my favorite thing to do. I yeah, I, I would agree. I think it is. I think it is, and partly I think it's because, you know, of course, in this world, everything is collaboration. Everything is mm -hmm. is about the teams, and I I always notice that commercial teams really. They're just like there's just like this extra pep of sugar <laughs> or something they're taking that I don't know what it is. But um, everyone on on commercial sets seems to be a little, like ten times more livelier and really happy. Maybe it's because they know that the project is quick and it's done and it's just a a, a nice uh, way of creatives to sort of merge, have something completely explode, and then it's you know, put out in, into space. Uh, I don't know what it is about commercial sets, but I just do love that um, everything is about selling the product. And it seems like it's always, it's just a room full of salespeople, <laughs> you know? Um, 
ready to market and ready to feel inspired and ready to push a product and ready to and so everything is about that and so when you're working with a whole team of people and your crew and and everyone that's that's just there to collaborate to have a good time and and have fun uh there seems to be a lot more freedom to play and a lot more freedom to to grow because also i think uh, a lot of these companies throw a lot of money behind these commercials oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and and so i noticed little things like maybe the craft services table is just tad better than a film or television set uh, or i noticed that you know uh, there's just a lot more um excitement about about the way that uh things are approached mm -hmm. and uh it and it's always on location or it's always something you know you're not in a studio where you know you're going to work every day in the same place um i feel i feel like a lot of a lot of these commercial crews just love the adventure and they love the it, it seems to be in a, it could be on a mountaintop, it could be on a resort, it could be, you know, in a, in a pool setting, it could be, you know, invading someone's house for the day, <laughs> you know, and, and it just, it just seems, there's just a lot of that um, unexpected energy that that's happening. And so I love that. And I, I always love working when there's a lot of unknowns and, uh, Working on commercials is is just something that uh, it's it's quick fun and you're given a lot of freedom to just be yourself I think and use your use those those subtle quiet moments to to really shine. I've had a lot of fortune to to dance in commercials, which is nice, yep. and do a lot of my musical theater background. But I yep. also love the comedy and I love I love working on things that uh, you know. Uh, where, where you're really a part of the process as opposed to being told, you know, what to do, you know, um, all the time and being directed in a way that is uh, um, boxing you in. Uh, I feel commercials, I'm, I'm just, you're, you're there to be a ham and sell your personality. And, uh, and that's, that's always a good fun thing too. I I think you're again. I, I I agree with you uh, for the most part. I just think that you haven't been in some commercials where you had to memorize, you know, all sorts of medical jargon, and then you have to pronounce everything uh, perfectly. And you're there for about 15 hours with, and now say it like this. And now, see, but I only see no no no. See, I only do dancing doctor commercials. Okay. <laughs> you're also you're also doing the, the fireman and uh, you know playing with fire and you know, all sorts of things but no it's uh the, the commercials that i've seen you in were were great they were fun and i can see you enjoying them that that's what was cool for me yeah yeah it's it's, it's always a joy always a joy to, to, to work yeah. on them very cool um all right again i i, I wanted to kind of uh, dive into a lot of the things that we normally would talk about of your ideas on auditioning, your ideas on uh, you know acting methods, but I'm just going to direct people to your channel and I want them to get the <laughs> ideas from there because that's that's the appropriate place. But I wanted to ask you a few more questions. Uh, um, you've been on a ton of projects. Again, you've done all sorts of different things. If you had to pick a favorite, uh, if there is such a thing, what would that one be? 
I'm totally frozen right now. Wait, hold oh, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, uh, God, that's hard because, uh, because it's, 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 uh, you know, out of the theater projects, uh, um, I can't compare film to theater. I think they're both beautiful and I respect them both um, yeah. very much. I think, um, you know, if it was a theater project, uh, probably what I did, what I've done recently, and then what I what I've done maybe twenty years ago, if that makes any okay. sense. Uh, yeah. Just very quickly, I think uh, twenty years ago I did a it was a performance art piece called De La Guarda Villa Villa, which was a uh, off Broadway show that ran in New York City for many many years, and it later became Forza Bruda, and they toured you know all around the world with it. And it was developed by these Argentines uh, who were street protesters, and they were they were do street performances, uh, mm. basically protesting the, the 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 government and everything that was going on at the time. And they created this beautiful piece of art, and it was all aerial work. And I was an aerialist for for a good year and a half, and to me uh, that was incredible. It was rising at the same time that Stomp was rising and Blue Man Group, yeah. and it was part of the whole downtown New York City, you know, uh, performance art scene that was really, really hip at the time in the, in the 90s. And uh, that to me was, was, showed me so much about what it was to be an artist. Um, and that was uh, an incredible blessing. And then more recently, I was a part of a wonderful cast uh, with, uh, of Anna in the Tropics at mm -hmm. uh, Colorado, uh, at the Colorado, um, Fine Arts Center in um, Colorado Springs, and I was there for a couple months. And uh, I, I did a, a, had the joy of playing the role of Cheche, which uh, was you know a play written by Nilo Cruz, and um, has won many awards and was on Broadway for a, a good you know a good time. And uh, I had just such a joy diving into that character and really just doing a, a drama, a straight play. Um, for me, that was absolute joy as well. So I think I think those two, I'm gonna say I'm gonna notch. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna notch the theater stuff up there. No, that's that's perfect. Um, yeah. What was the weirdest thing that ever happened to you on a set, be theater or uh, you know or TV? Um, that you want to, to share? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's many weird things I see. <laughs> I can oh, share that. <laughs> there's a lot of weird things I see. Um, no, I mean, I think, you know, I think the things that humble me are, or the things that really teach me a lot is when I'm on set and I see someone um, who maybe might be throwing tantrums or, or something like that in, in, in the middle of, of working and in front of a crew and in front of strangers, basically. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen actors do that, and that always teaches me a lot about, you know, what not to do. Yep. Um, and I don't care who you are, or where you come from, or how much work you've done, or, you know, how much success you've had in your life. I, I still feel like there's a certain beautiful thing that you need to have, which is, um, respect uh and and confidence and also learning how to take your personal issues outside of the room mm -hmm. uh and so for me um i think 
any of those kinds of experiences, whether good or bad or crazy, are always learning experiences. Um, but I have seen things like that, that, you know, at the moment you're, you're kind of like, oh, wow, you know, is this, is this really happening? <laughs> yeah. And then you, and then you have to assure yourself, yes, it is. And then how do I move on from this? And how do I, how do I take this and, and learn for myself? Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of this trend going on now, this thing going on in the entertainment world where people are being called out for the way or the behaviors of, you know, how they treat other people on set and they're, you know, and that people are trying to like kill people's careers. And all I, all I think about is just, you know, everybody has a right to have a bad day. I mean, we are human, we are human beings. Um, and yes, we can have good days and bad days, but not at the expense of other people um, and not at the expense of, of our fellow collaborators and workers and, and team that we're trying to you know, go through with this, with this final project. So I, I'm always working with gratitude um, and I'm always grateful and thankful. Um, I've never had any crazy, crazy, crazy things happen. Um, but I've had just wonderful little sources of light. Um, and, I, and I've been able to really be appreciative of every single little thing that has sort of, you know, come my way um, and, and uh, never take advantage of any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, you just wrote the name of this episode. Uh, the name of the episode will be Source of Light. So ah, there we go. There we go. And of course, we're talking about ring lights. <laughs> yes. And, and one that's inside of, uh, inside of you right there. Um, who's, the, uh, who's the best actor you ever got a chance to work with? Man, Alan, you're just like, these are such good questions that I was not preparing myself for. Um, good. And by the way, I never send questions to anybody who comes onto my show. And I do, I do it for a reason because I want things to be organic. I never want anybody to be prepped and say, of course. Oh, these questions, and that's going to be the, uh, the order of the questions. No, it's, it's a conversation. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've had the pleasure of, of working um, either within the same scene alongside the room or anything with a lot of people. People that I've idolized, people that I've loved, grew it growing up. So I've had a I had a lot of really wonderful experiences with that. Yeah. But in in terms of in a scene together, working with that uh, right across, um, Thomas Jane comes to mind. Uh, I, Thomas Jane to me was just incredible. I've had a I, I had a l wonders of of working with him on uh, Crown Vic. It was just about uh, two years ago. Mm -hmm. we, sh we shot up in Buffalo and uh, it was a, a film that was produced by Alec Baldwin and um, and it was a indie cop film which actually is uh, t very timely to watch today actually and yeah. uh, and he I uh, that was that was a difficult scene to watch for me right now with everything that's going on around yeah yeah and he uh, he was just brilliant um, and he's just he's of the earth and he's just so real and um you know we had a, a worked on one specific scene i remember that was out in the streets and we were three four in the morning and he 
uh, had to, uh, you know, take me and, and slam me on a car hood on this cop car hood. And, yeah. uh, I, um, we had a couple of, uh, a violent exchange back and forth, very physical. And he was very careful, but also full of surprises. And that just helped me react uh, a lot more to whatever he was throwing my way. And it was great because every single time we shot that, it was just, I never knew what to expect from him, which was awesome. amazing because it always kept me on my toes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that, that was a great moment for me, um, working with him. And I've always admired his work. I've always admired his stuff. And then, uh, then I have to say, SNL. Um, my first, my first time on SNL was with someone that I grew up loving my entire life, which was Drew Barrymore. Aww. And uh, I, I, I thought she was my girlfriend when I first saw ET. Um, and then I've throughout all life, I've always, we've always had some really interesting commonalities and things we loved and i guess it's because we're very both close to the same age and so we grew up loving a lot of the same things in pop culture yeah. and things like that yeah. and when i finally got to meet her and work with her she was everything that i expected her to be um it is not an act uh everything you see of her is true and real and vulnerable and loving and giving and she was just radiating so much light and so much glow and it fulfilled everything that i ever thought of that drew barrymore would 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 be with uh so that and plus she comes from a lineage of incredible um you know uh, esteem in the acting world and i just felt like yes fine, you know this was just great so i i i thank her for always making my first time on that show being comforting and uh and it was everything i could ever have wanted for my first time there <laughs> drew is drew is amazing yeah. um yeah, yeah absolutely and that yeah. reminds me for whatever reason unbeknownst to me i have not invited drew onto the show i'm gonna do it as soon as the show is done taping i'm gonna go invite yeah. her because i love her as well um yeah. all right last question <clears throat> If uh, if you had a chance to go back in time and uh, talk to a young Alex uh, and give him one bit of acting advice, what would that be? Um, hmm. Keep asking questions uh, and study, 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 study more than you ever think you can ever study. Um, I almost wish that young Alex could have taken uh, uh, more dance classes when he was younger and more... Uh, you know, just anything to help broaden the tools. Um, you know, I get a lot of young actors all the time who ask me, you know, how much do I need to train or how do I get an agent? And it's like, wait a moment, forget getting this agent thing, you know, and, and I think the big trend that I find is a lot of young actors just want to jump from A to Z without understanding B through Y. And uh there is so much there's so much in the world of b through y that is all about training and all about experiencing and going through hardships in life uh mm -hmm. learning from hardships learning from from the ups and the downs of just living life um that i feel like uh it it it, it stumped 
it just stunts you from understanding that acting is about exploring life mm -hmm. and it's not so much about what it is to, you know there's so much fixation on final product or the end result or you know how is this movie gonna look or how is this you know tv show gonna where it's all about no stop like what am I learning? What am I, what is my journey? What is the process? Um, and so I feel like uh, I would tell my young self to enjoy process a lot more and stop fixating on, on end, you know, the yeah. end all the time. Uh, I would have never, I would have never gone through all the experiences I've gone through in my life if it wasn't for me to just stay open-minded and keep learning new skills yeah. um and one thing always helped the other the choreography helped the directing the directing helped the writing the writing helped the acting uh, being a casting director helped me become a better actor yeah. um just by watching you know how other people audition all the time it, it i i have been fortunate enough to step into all those different shoes because i wanted to learn about all those different shoes so um yeah i would i would always recommend that to any young person that um learn everything learn lighting you know if you're in the theater and you're in a, and you're in a community theater and you didn't get the role you wanted you would get more out of learning what that lighting booth is about or what that sound booth is about you know contribute donate your time to learn what it is to learn marketing uh, making a poster graphic design anything that's going to help you market yourself uh, as an actor, because all those things are going to come in handy later on in life. Certainly. Well, <clears throat> well, Alex, uh, I have a ton more questions for you. I hope you come back so we can do a, a second uh, part of this. Maybe what we can do is after you're done with every one of your seasons, we're going to have you on. <laughs> and your discussions. I would love that. The wrap up. <laughs> Perfect. Well, listen, you're you're uh, you're an inspiration. You're a great source of light, uh, and you're a really good friend. And I really appreciate you jumping. Thank you. Thank you, Alan. It's been a joy. And again, I, I'm here. I'm here to help anything you need. Uh, and I, I'm I'm really enjoy the show. I'm really enjoying people who are coming on. And and I love, I love watching how your channel is also. Um, an intimate look at people's lives without all of the chaos. <laughs> so so it's, it's great. It's really nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. And thanks to everybody for tuning in. We know you love acting as much as we do. That's why we do this for you. Please go follow Alex's uh, channel. Go check it out. Learn. And uh, if you feel like it, please, we'd love for you to subscribe to ours as well. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.